do you look at that? The sun came out today. He is Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. Auburn's receiver room is just fine, and we're going to talk about that. But, uh, boy, Zach, it, uh, no matter how trying you thought Wednesday was, the sun come up, came up Thursday morning, it came up again Friday morning, and Auburn is just fine. I think. Yeah, I mean, maybe, right? We we gotta we gotta prepare for the off season and we've gotta, you know, they've gotta win games in, in 2024. Sure. And you know, you, you want as many talented players on the roster to to help you do that. And fortunately, Auburn has four very talented freshmen coming in to to help them in that wide receiver room for sure. I want to break down that receiver room a little bit more in the wake of of Ryan Williams recommitting to Alabama. By the way, I think it's important to point out. Auburn never had a commitment from him to this point. Now, he hadn't signed yet, and we know about Hugh Freeze a few things, and one of them is just because a guy commits somewhere doesn't mean that they pump the brakes. Sure. So there is still time, but let's just say he goes, he winds up going to Alabama. Well, he was committed there twice. Auburn never had him. So the idea that Auburn lost Ryan Williams – I know it's a small thing, and it, or it may seem like a small thing. At no point did Auburn have this particular wide receiver, so I, I do well, want to put that, that out. That's I think that's a tricky conversation because a lot of the members of the staff thought that they had him, and so wh- why shouldn't fans think that? I, I, I'm not I'm yeah. not sure if I totally buy that. Sure, he was never committed, right? No question about it, but. Was Auburn the favorite to land Ryan Williams at a certain point of time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe, but but they didn't yet. That's the and that, that's the whole point is you can't if you never really had it. And the coaches know this too. You don't have them till you have them. Yeah. So if you never had him, you didn't lose him. You didn't get him, but you didn't lose him. I understand that's a real tight like that's semantics. So we sure. we don't have to spend a ton of time on that, but. As narratives get out, play, pay close attention to the people who say lost and to the people who say never had. So there you go. All right. W- let's say that he goes elsewhere, right? Auburn's receiver room. How many plays you get in the game? Offensive plays. Ideal number of plays in a Hugh Freeze offense. I mean, I, I hope Auburn gets closer to 80 this year. Yeah. All right. Let's say 80. Um how many of those are running plays versus how many are pa- how many apps the average number of passes in a game in your opinion ideally i i mean i don't want auburn throwing it 40 times a game so yeah. 30 35 okay. something like that let's go with 35 you looked so put out with this conversation already it's <laughs> I, I mean we're making a lot of assumptions here but go ahead I know this is for the purpose of conversation and perspective perspective is the better word. All right. So let's say 35 passes a game of those 35, how many, but this is real. This is how the, this is how every game breaks down. There are a certain number of passes thrown every game. Dude, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. That's just so different than what we saw a year ago, which is what we want. Yeah. Which is what we want, but just. I mean, that that would put Peyton Thorne, assuming Peyton Thorne is the starter. Once again, we're making a lot of assumptions with this conversation. But 
You know, do you bring all these running backs back to throw it 35 times a game? I don't know. I genuinely yeah. have no clue, but I'm I'm derailing your topic. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay because all of that factors. That's why these conversations are not black and white. We want them to be yeah. black and white. We want them to be easy, linear conversations. They're not. So right. let's say 35. Hey, Zach, let's be liberal with it and say 40. Like maybe we get 90 plays a game. We get 40 passes. Okay. How many of those? Because we like round numbers. Um, how many of those 40 passes go to running backs or tight ends? Eight? At least, yeah. Okay, let's say eight. So now you're down to 32 passes to wide receivers. That's right. a lot, isn't it? Gosh, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's that's probably way more than it actually will be. All right, let me run down these names for you. This is Auburn's wide receiver room as it sits on the final weekend in January. Okay. Understand, like disclaimer lights go off like crazy. Probably going to look different after spring. Everybody's roster will look different after the second transfer portal period. So let's let's just understand where we are now. Sure, yeah. Coy Moore, Camden Brown, Jay Fair, Caleb Burton, uh, Bryce Kane, Cam Coleman, Sam Jackson, Robert Lewis, Perry Thompson, Malcolm Simmons. That's a bunch of dudes. And all of them with varying degrees of confidence in them to get the job done. 32 passes to those, I don't know how many that is. Was that 11, 12 guys that I just named? Yeah. At some point, you do have to bring the cliche to the forefront and say there's only one football. Mm -hmm. Now, if Ryan Williams were to sign with Auburn, would he get six, seven catches a game? I don't know. I don't Maybe. think so. You think so? I don't think he would. Don't think he would? All right. So no. six, seven catches a game. Uh, let's say five. Let's say he got five a game. Well, now instead of those five going to him, you're going to spread those out among your Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons, and all the guys who are returning you're fine. I, I really think you're fine. And that's not the difference between a win or a loss. Could be, I guess, if, you know, who makes a play. But I think Auburn's got absolute legitimate playmakers in this receiver room who one ball, one catch, one play, one time can absolutely get the job done. Once again, though, I mean, you need more than one elite receiver. And we all think Cam Coleman can do that. I think Cam Coleman could do that as a freshman. Who else on this offense is the defense paying extra attention to? Rivaldo Perry. Fairweather? I, I don't know. Perry Thompson? Maybe. Maybe yeah. later in the season. I, I don't expect him missing spring, I think, is a is a larger deal than than some people are are are, are saying, especially for wide receiver. I just think that's important. That's fair. We'll see. We'll certainly see. I, I think Perry Thompson is going to be exceptional. Is he going to be exceptional in 2024? I don't know. I'm not sure. If he was going through spring, I would say yes. And so, you know. Ryan Williams would be in a similar situation, like not going through spring. But does the natural ability of Perry Thompson on the field as a defensive coordinator say, I need to pay attention to you. I can't pay all of my attention to Cam Coleman? Possibly. Mm -hmm. And you could certainly say the same with Ryan Williams, despite them going through spring or not. I, I think you still have to circle them when you're game planning for Auburn. Yeah. And so to me, how you use those receivers, a lot of the receivers' value isn't necessarily from when they're throwing the football. 
It's how they're running their routes and the attention. And, you know, are, are they helping other guys get open? Mm-hmm. And Auburn hasn't, they haven't really had receivers do that. Maybe since 2014, because I think Sammy Coates and Duke Williams offered some challenges for defenses to have to deal with, especially with Nick Marshall's running ability back in 14. I think you had to defend those guys different than you do your normal receiver. Anthony Schwartz, maybe just because of his speed, but I don't think you were designating extra guys to him. I think you're just using specific guys. And you said, hey, that guy's faster than everybody else. Just keep an eye on him. To me, like how many guys can command that attention as true freshmen? And we don't know the answer to that because it's low, but does Auburn have, do they have multiple guys that can do that? Yeah. And, and we won't know the answer to that until a few weeks into the season. Probably we'll be able to speculate with practice and all of that. But to me, I think that's what you're missing long-term with Ryan Williams is another guy that draws coverage and draws yeah. attention. Bryce Kane can certainly turn into that. Malcolm Simmons can certainly turn into that. Not to the same level that Ryan Williams is going to do at Alabama, but they can still be excellent receivers at Auburn. Sure. Probably. Yeah, we, we all. Yeah. I mean, we, we can nitpick the fact that all these guys are freshmen, but that's I'm not interested in that. We're all we're all talking about potential for all of these first mm-hmm. year guys, wherever they are. So, um, yeah, you're right. I, I do think it's important to know, like how many of Auburn's receivers, not to disparage them, but how many game plans had to be built around Auburn receivers in 2023? None. None. You focused on the running game. Right. So can, even if only one, even if there's only one that has to be paid special attention to as a part of the game plan, are you going to double him often? Are you going to, you know, are you going to adjust your coverage to factor in this one guy? If even one does that, then it takes some of your focus off of another area on the field, whether it's slot, whether it's the running game, whether it's the tight end whatever it may be. If you've got a double one guy, then somebody has a chance in a one-on-one matchup to get just a little sliver of space, half a second advantage, and that's all it takes. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the argument for Robert Lewis, the Georgia State Mm -hmm. transfer. You know, He's played more of this position than anybody else in the room has. He's got more production, which a lot of the receivers in Auburn's room have upside and talent and potential and ability. They don't have production. Robert Lewis comes in from Georgia State with production. Mm -hmm. And so does that translate to the SEC level? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He's a guy I'm skeptical about just because we've seen Auburn go out and get transfer receivers in the past and then nothing happened. I do think the scenario is different for Robert Lewis, which is good. I think it's a green flag for sure. But he's going to come in and realize how good these kids are and how important those guys drawing coverage are for him and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think that veteran approach is going to be crucial. It's going to be crucial for, uh, for Auburn's receiving room and Marcus Davis, the receivers coach leading this group. I think, I think a guy like that is, is an interesting chess piece. Yeah, I agree. And I really like that. We heard early on last year from Hugh freeze, his displeasure with, guys giving 100% on every route, even though it wasn't coming to them. What that told me, like the the surface part of that was, man, guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do. That's not good. Right. But what it tells me is there's an emphasis on that because it is important. You can draw coverage. You can draw the defense away from somebody else 
to give them an advantage. And then maybe the next play, a little extra attention's on them and you get it opened up for you. Those little things matter, whether it's blocking or not blocking, even mm -hmm. running a route where the ball is not going to come to you, but giving it 100% as if it was going to come to you. That's a right. big task for Marcus Davis and, and the rest of the offensive staff. Yeah, especially when that's something that they battled a year ago. We heard yeah. reports about Shane Hooks, you know, being, you know, effort being kind of an issue with him. You know, can Camden Brown pull it all together physically? He's what oh. you want, but can he can he put it all together? We're waiting. The fact that he stayed, yeah, I think tells me something that that was impressive to me. I think him leaving would have been the easier option. So props to him for staying. And it sounds like he really, really likes it at Auburn. And look, uh, yeah. I, I, I think, I think a guy like Jay fair is a factor as well. Um, so we'll, um, we'll see, but you know, just, I mean, you talk about throwing at 35 a game, times a game. Yeah. Auburn threw it 24.3 times per game yeah. a year ago. And it's like, sure. 10 more passes a game is huge, but, and this is, this is kind of why, uh, I made the face that made you make the comment earlier, but it's like Auburn has to, at some point they've got to fix their third down percentage. I mean, mm -hmm. what they did on third down last year was atrocious. It yeah. was abysmal. They converted on 32% of their third downs yeah. and bottom like, part of the league. Yeah. It was awful. It's terrible. Yeah. And, and a lot of those were in gimme situations where, you know, they either overthought it or dropped passes or, yeah, whatever. Long list, sadly. So they've got to fix that. They've got to stay on the field more. And so to me, it's like I'd love for Hugh Freeze's offense to be on for 80, 80 plays a game, but they've got to they've got to change what they do on third down in order for that to happen. Yeah. The receiver with the most catches last year was Jay Fair. He had 31 catches. Mm -hmm. That's few, that's two and a half catches. Not that's, you're not counting Rivaldo as a receiver. Correct. In this case. And, yeah. and maybe we should, but even with Rivaldo, he had 38. So he's still mm -hmm. under three. You didn't have anybody on the team average three catches a game. I do think that changes in yeah. 2024, but just for context and perspective, out of your passing game, nobody caught an average of three balls a game. It's insane. Yeah. That's insane. A lot of work, and and it's you know it's why you bolster that receiving room, and uh, and why you're awfully excited. Whether it's the freeze four or the freeze five, that receiver room has potential to be right. huge. Yep, yep. All right, uh, we got a little buy sell receiver is receiver heavy to yeah. stay on theme for today's edition of Village Vice. Want to encourage you to check out our buddies at mybookie.ag. It's the best place to wager. On, uh, on all of your uh, your football action. Football's almost over, Brad. So be sure to head over to mybookie.ag. Enjoy the conference championship Sunday. I could see you going with the dogs here. I totally could see you going with the underdogs. We'll see. I, I, I'm just not betting against the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I'm just nope. not doing it. I'm Nor just not doing you. it. No. Um, we'll see. We'll certainly see. I, th I think it's a more interesting Super Bowl if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are in it, but I'm just mm -hmm. not betting against the Kansas City Chiefs no. right it now. Will, and it, it will be the Chiefs and and Taylor and Jason Kelsey and everybody else will be all over the screen during the Super Bowl. So that's something you want to do. Head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code next round. Oh, all right. Brad Law, a little buy sell action. Auburn will ha Auburn receivers. Can I Auburn, yeah, can I ahead. just time time out? Quick 20 a uh, 20 second timeout. Um 
if you like the way we do these reads on the show, right? If you love how we talk about mybookie.ag and Manscaped and others, we and I think this show is perfect for a restaurant partner or any other partner with a cup. Look at this. This Dasani water bottle gets screen time every single show. Your business could too. You know how to find Zach and me on the socials. Hit us up and we'll tell you how you can be a part of Village Vice. Okay. Yes, very reasonably priced. We are not asking for much. All right, buy or sell. Auburn wide receivers will have 2,500 receiving yards in 2024. 2,500 mm-hmm. from the receivers. Yes, Auburn as a team had 2,100 passing yards, which is abysmal, embarrassingly bad a year ago. All right, are we counting Rivaldo's 394 in that total? Uh, We can count Rivaldo as a receiver, sure. Okay, if we do, I'm just trying to do some quick math on the other guys. If you take away about 250, so the receivers last year got around uh, 1,800 or so. And you're going 2,500. Right. So a 25, like a, a you're saying 30, 10 pa- extra passes a game increase. You're saying 10 yeah. extra passes a game. I, I buy it. There. I'm selling, yeah. but that would if Auburn has that, they were going well, to have a very good. But I also, season. I'm being pretty liberal with, yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. It is, but and that was a liberal projection. Like I was just doing that to, to, Use a round number. I got you. It is, but I think they're going to do it. I, yeah, let's try it. All right, two freshmen are in the top three in Auburn receiving this season yards. Two freshmen in the top three. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. I really like that Um, because I think Cam Coleman, and then either a lock at this point. Yeah. Well, you would you would think defenses are going to game plan for him early, but I still think yeah, I, I think you get him the ball. He's got the capability. I think Cam Coleman could do what like AJ Brown, Julio Jones, some of those other freshmen of of the last decade, fifteen years can do. Yeah. I just I think he's got the ability to do that. Of course, I do think that. Um, for the for two and three, yeah, I think so. I think either Perry Thompson or Bryce Kane has a. Wow. It was a breakout right. type of freshman year. And um, even with the returners, even with the experience Auburn has coming back, I believe in those young guys enough, and I think they'll throw it enough to them. So, yeah. yep, I buy it. Yeah, I'm going to sell it. If it was top two in the top five, I would buy. Two in the top three, I'm, I'm going to sell. Okay. Gonna Who sell. are the two returners you think will be there? Rivaldo makes sense. Rivaldo, I think there's a chance Jarquez Hunter has more receiving yards than one of them. I think Ooh. they're going to throw to him a good bit. Um, he had a he had 118 receiving yards last year. Yeah, yeah, which is low for Auburn starting running backs from a receiving mm-hmm. standpoint historically. So catching um, a half a game. I also think Jay Fair is going to get more volume, and so mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a part of it too. So can Bryce Kane hop Jay Fair? That's to me. That's the question. Yeah, that is. You're right, and I don't that's, know if he can. I, yeah, I, that's I, fair. I don't know. That's a good point. Jay's got a couple years, and I do like, and I'll beat this drum all year long, the guys who stay are embracing the competition at the position, and they're not just going to lay down and give it up. Yes. I'm also very high on Caleb Burton. Agreed. I am too. I think actually in my, in my, I did a video, I think I've got Caleb Burton second 
behind Cam Coleman. So high, high on Caleb Burton. All right. A freshman leads Auburn in receptions in 2024. You buying or selling? Man, that's tough too because Rivaldo is on that list. This is an easy sell for me because of yeah. Rivaldo. Yeah, Rivaldo had 38 catches. Mm -hmm. Jay Fair was second with 31. Right. Um, now, does does the emergence of an outside receiver who can become more of a – like Rivaldo was the possession guy. He was the red zone guy. He filled a lot of roles. Mm -hmm. Do you have somebody on the outside who can take over some of that role and and take the slack off of Rivaldo? I, I think it helps them, especially if you're yeah. we're going to throw it as much more as you're you're projecting and guessing. Like yeah. I, I think it I think it helps the inside guys. Yeah, yeah, you may be right. All right, I will sell that too. Then, yeah, I think Rivaldo's your guy. All right, last one. Pivoting away from receivers, Auburn will hire a defensive coordinator by the time we put up a show on Monday. <laughs> we said the same thing last week. I think. Yeah, well, just, I think we both yeah. em emphatically bought it. By the way, <laughs> and I'm buying it again, Brad. I am too. Well, yeah. At some point, the law of averages. You just keep buying, keep rolling the dice, and at some point, seven's going to pop up. So, yeah, I buy it as well. I think we're yeah. we're at the we're at zero hour. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll jump into our six-pack in, uh, in just a moment. We will. By the way, if you need some uh, village advice, that's another segment we're trying to launch on the show. Uh, hit us up in the comments with your questions about life, and we'll give you some village advice. <laughs> Let me give you some free village advice, and that is our friends at Manscaped.com. They want to hear from you, and you want to hear from them. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Trim your balls, and your date will thank us, too. Valentine's Day is knocking at the door. And Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor orders. You know about the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. You know about the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Go to manscaped.com. Use that promo code VICE, V-I-C-E, and they will give you 20% off and free shipping just because you use the promo code VICE at wow. manscaped.com. And look, it's not all about what's going on below the belt. For mm -hmm. our bearded guys, for the bearded mm -hmm. kings, Yes. Manscaped brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's mm -hmm. designed to shape your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts your cheek lines. It maintains beard styles. It gives you the suave look uh, for your, you know, for your romantic moments, Zach. Uh, it's seamlessly handling even thicker beards. Mm -hmm. It is the perfect tool for a polished, date-ready appearance. And you can get it at manscaped.com. Use promo code VICE, get 20% off, and free shipping. Incredible, incredible job by you there. Thank you so much. When you visit the love doctor, what is that? Like, do you book an appointment? What does that mean? Every time I look in the mirror, Zach. You're the love doctor. I'm the love doctor. I see. So the you're prescribing Manscaped. Yes, that's correct. To the villagers. 100%. So no you've heard the love doctor a few times. I had no clue you were the love doctor. That's I just correct. didn't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. It's It's not something I try to flaunt out there, you know. See, that seems like something you would want to flaunt out there. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's jump into buy-sell. All right. It's uh, Well, no, let's jump into the six-pack. We already did buy-sell. I'm off today. <laughs> I am off. I'm going to have to edit the heck out of this video. <laughs> I said I said the sun came up. Maybe it's still coming up for Zach today. Yes, so. Uh, all right. This is an all-SEC basketball edition of uh, the Village Vice six-pack. Seven No games conference championship games in the six-pack. This is a weak decision. By this you. was a weak decision. No fine. conference championship games. All right, fine, fine. We'll do that. 
people probably more into the NFL playoffs than they are the rest of the SEC. Did I just bully uh, you that easily? Huh? I bullied you easier than I thought. Just then. That wasn't bullying. Okay. That good. wasn't bullying. That was an editorial decision, a producer decision on the fly, and it makes sense. Okay. So, All right. I'm so locked in for basketball tomorrow at Mississippi State that that's where my mind was. Let me tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to pick uh, Missouri at South Carolina. You know what I like to call that? I like to call that the uh, Ben Folds uh, song, Battle of Who Could Care Less. So okay. we're not going to pick that game. All right. Uh, I'm cool with that. Let's pick three other SEC games, though. Let's pick Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Before you scoff, this is a rivalry game in Nashville. And as we saw Wednesday, the better team doesn't always win the rivalry game, especially on the home floor of the team that's not as good as the as the better team. So yeah, um, I'm going with, I'm going with Tennessee on this okay. one. Okay. All right. Fanny's terrible. They they really are. They're um, they're I, I feel bad for them. Well, they should get a normal basketball court. It'd probably help. <laughs> what if Vandy just totally overhauled Memorial Gym? You know, you had to walk through it to get to the football field mm -hmm. uh, for the game in Nashville. So you just do the same thing there and maybe play what like going on up there, man. Goodness gracious. How about Ole Miss at Texas A&M? Both teams three and three in the league. This could be a big win for, for whoever comes out on top in College Station. Yeah, I, I think Texas A&M the better team. They're at home. Yeah, I'll take the Aggies. All right. Georgia four and two is at about you? Florida. How about you? Uh, yeah, it's a good I guess I should. I'll take the Aggies too. Okay. I think they're playing better of late, and I think their toughness is probably will get to Ole Miss. I agree. Especially at the guard spots. Good guard play in that game, though. Mm -hmm. All right. How about Georgia at Florida? Uh Mike White going back to Gainesville for the second time. Florida has won eight in a row in this series. They've won 19 of the last 23. And yeah, I'm, I'm cool with them adding one more. Uh, I think Florida wins. I don't think so. I think Georgia will get this win. Okay. Um, a lot of breakdown of that. There's really quality content here. Let's move on to the conference championships because Zach wants them. Chiefs-Ravens Sunday. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Just because they're on a heater right now and you're just not picking against them? I think they're a better team. I think, they're, I think you know, all the talk about – Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, like they're very good and they've been good for a long time. But the thing that's different about this Chiefs team is their defense. They've got a really, really solid defense that's being overlooked. And I think they're going to be able to match up well with kind of limiting Lamar Jackson. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's my pick. All right. Detroit and San Francisco. That's the afternoon game Sunday. Yeah, I uh, I want Detroit to win so bad, <laughs> but I just think the the ruthless stretching of the field, making it offend every blade of grass that the 49ers offense demands you do. That's just it's just a lot. It's a lot to contain all of them. Nope, I'm doing it. I'm picking yeah. with my heart. Give good. me the Lions. Put good. the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. Let's go. That's so good. I was going to try to bully you into doing that. I, I do. You've got your two favorites, your two one seeds that have earned the right to be the favorites in these games. Yeah. And they're playing at home, like all of these advantages. And then you got Kansas City and Detroit who just have had like the, you can't kill them. You can't put them away. Mm -hmm. They refuse to lose. Can they do it again on the road? Yeah. I think both of them do it on the road. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What a pivot there.
Yeah, yeah. Good. Detroit Lions. Let's go. The, the old plot twist from from Zach today. That's right. Finally, on the Village Vice Six Pack, we talk Auburn basketball at Mississippi State, two thirty Saturday afternoon in Starkville. Can't I let Alabama beat you twice. Yeah, I think that's all. I think that's what this is about. And I've seen several people say that Mississippi State could be a poor matchup for Auburn. I, I don't think so. I, I think. I think if Auburn can play as fast as they have played every other game, I think I think Starkville's going to have a hard time keeping up with them. So I, I think Auburn blows them out, Brad. Yeah, I, I hope you're right uh, about it being a blowout. I certainly think you got to stop two guys. They have two guys who average double figures, Tolu Smith and Josh Hubbard. Hubbard is a freshman. Together, wow. they get 33 points a game. Wow. Can you hold those guys down to 20 or 21 or 22 combined mm -hmm. and do enough against the other guys? And the matchup, I think, between Hubbard and either Aiden Holloway, two freshmen who, who will go at it, or if Denver's matched up against him defensively, I just I like Auburn's defensive depth to keep yeah. Hubbard in check enough. So, yep, I like Auburn to get back on uh, on track in Starkville. Think so too, Brad Law. Thank you. Uh, you are the man. Uh, I think that about does it for today's show. It does. Thanks everybody for watching. And remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. <laughs>